If you like betting on golf But everyone that you back misses the cut Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting system is the golf betting system Greetings, welcome to the Golf Betting System Podcast 239. This is our 2023 Sony Open in Hawaii Tips Podcast. Paul Williams and Barry O'Hanrahan join me. Steve Bamford discuss our selections for this week's PGA Tour action. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, guys. Morning, guys. Please subscribe to this podcast as you drive the popularity of the show. The podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be gamble aware. You can visit begambleaware.org for more info. And of course, please bet responsibly. You can visit our world famous golf betting system website with our in-depth betting previews. We've got Sony Open strokes gained analysis. Tournament form statistics, including combi course and current form stats, plus our PGA Tour predictor model. All of these features, like this podcast, are all completely free of charge with no paywall. We are on Twitter. Paul is at Golf Betting. I am at Bamford Golf. Barry is at A Good Talk Golf. Subscribe to the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel where this podcast is available along with my weekly golf betting show. Now, you guys, as listeners, power this podcast, so we need your five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. As ever, for those of you who leave a review, I will read them out at the start of a future show. Leave your name and where you are in the review. Engaging, enjoyable, informative, what more would you want? Five stars. Hi, guys. It's Charlie from Ashridge. Have listened to you every week for the last year. Love the quirky trends you find. Strokes gained analysis. Detailed agronomy information and entertaining approach you take to this podcast. A very enjoyable listen and managed to bag two winners already this season from your advice, which will contribute nicely to some new wedges. Keep up the good work. P.S. Let's arrange a four ball. Thank you very much, Charlie. Charlie is in Ashridge in the UK. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, thanks very much, Charlie. Not just around the corner of Ashridge from where we are, Steve, isn't it? Well, if it's the Ashridge I'm thinking of, it's a very nice spot, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Beautiful little walk around there, yeah. And if it's the Ashridge I'm thinking of, it's got it used to have two lovely village pubs down in the down, you know, you walk down the valley into the into the village and yeah. two nice pub and two nice boozers there, mate. Mm. If you're gonna bring the guys if you're gonna bring the guys for a game of golf, I'd suggest starting with like pudding or crazy golf first. <laughs> and beer and beer. That would make them much happier. Yeah. We're okay on like a hundred and twenty yard. Par three. Par five. Par five. <laughs> <laughs> Par is irrelevant. Yeah. Paul, congratulations. You snagged John Aram at 13 to 2 last week. Yeah, well, 7 to 1 I managed to get. Did you? Um, surprised is the is the uh, the way to describe it, I suppose. Because I'd given up on it. I, I went to bed on Sunday night. I'd, I'd had enough. I didn't think it was going to happen. So um, when I woke up on Monday morning, checked the leaderboard, and uh, I'm seeing John Rahm at the top, which was a um, extremely 
nice surprise for a Monday morning. I mean, from the position that uh, Morikawa was in, uh, you know, he was trading at one point oh two. Um, there or thereabouts, you know, a lot of money at that kind of number, one point oh two, one point oh three. Um, very strong six shot lady extended that a bit, didn't he? John had uh, gone and bogeyed the first as well. I know he recovered a little bit from there, but uh, but yeah, never looked like it was going to happen. But it was um, it was a proper meltdown, wasn't it? Not the first time we've seen it from Morikawa because if you go back to the it was the hero, wasn't it? Back in at the end of not this December, the December before, where he had a five shot lead going into the final round and and blew up that week. And uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's got to be damaging for the lad, isn't it? I was on him. I think it might have been the CJ Cup, and he was within two going into Sunday, and he shot something like eight over on the Sunday. Mm. So there's yeah. odd, isn't it? Strange, but yeah, I mean, but it's never when, easy when to win a golf happen. tournament, is it? No, 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 no. But when these things happen and it's and you're on you're on the right side of it, it's um, it's pleasing, very pleasing. So yeah, John got over the line. Um, you had a bit of Max Homer who did really well after a slow start to finishing a tie for third. Um, I believe, I believe, did he top score over the weekend? He yeah, could I, have. If, if he didn't, he was, it was very close. close. Um, it yeah. was right up there. Oh yeah, Max Homer, 129 shots. John Rahm, 130. Mm. Last 36 holes. That's he strong. Was, he was also best over the last 54. 199. John Rahm, 201. Luke List, 201. There you go, Luke List. One to watch out for, Lukey. He actually, he, I think he only lost one and a half shots on the greens from Luke List. We know it's that his T-screen game is quality. Mm. I don't know. I just saw so many exclamation mark winning ex- tickets on sat- on Saturday and early on Sunday on Twitter. It was um, there must be a lot of people hurting out there. Morikawa mm. winning tickets, and then all of a sudden, yeah. there's this ridiculous collapse. Yeah. And it happens, doesn't it? You know, as I said, Morikara's done it a couple of times. People don't learn, do they? Don't tweet about your winning tickets until they've actually <laughs> sank the final putt. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a general tip, I find. I mean, especially players that I tip up, they, they find all kinds of ways of losing and finishing second. <laughs> um, it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, it took, best it took a your power pretty- try until your player actually wins, and then you can tweet out. Your congratulations. That's the way that you might want to think about playing it. But yeah, I, I just that tournament's a strange old. I mean, twenty-seven under par, John Rahm. We did. We pretty much called it right. We said mid twenties. Yeah. Um, it was gusting twenty mile an hour around two and three, so it's pretty gusty. Uh, you know, John Rahm, Colin Morikara, Tom Hoagie, Max Homer tied for third. Uh, Tom Kim. And JJ Spawn. I would have thought the winning uh, the winning DraftKings lineups had JJ Spawn in them. Mm. Yeah, we needed to be nigh on perfect with uh, such a short field to yeah. to get to the top of that one. Did you take anything last week uh, from just the bits and bobs that you watched, Barry, to take into twenty twenty three? Different players, different things you noticed. Anything at all? Um, I was happy happy with my Tom Kim bet. That was nice on a, a personal betting level. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, still, uh, his namesake Tom Hoagie. Like he, 
continues to impress. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's um, and kind of reading a bit about him after the weekend. Uh, you know, didn't realize how good he was on strokes gained approach. Shocking. We're just on approach game full stop. It's uh, it's really impressive. And um, spoiler alert: I've I've backed him for this week, even with him flying to LA to go see a football game. I think it is, and then back to Hawaii to play in the event. <laughs> That's Kane. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe if it makes him happy, as long as it doesn't put him. Um, yeah, I think Barry, you have just summarised the Sony Open in Hawaii perfectly. People, you know, we're backing Tom Hoagie at twenty-five to one to win the Sony Open. It's that kind of event. Tom Kim, eleven to one favourite. Sung J M fourteen to one. It's not exactly. I suppose we're going to get a lot more of this now with this PGA Tour um, system, aren't we? Where the top names are going to this kind of premier level of events. And they've signed a deal to make sure that they all go, although Rory McIlroy didn't go to the first one of those. Mm. Yeah, but th- this week isn't one of those events, That's what I'm saying. So you're going to get this so huge differential in quality of tournaments. Some tournaments when are going to be like mini-majors. Uh, yeah. And then others when we get to this be one. rank and file. And you'll get the few the few big names in these, like let's say, lessened events, or oh, I don't know what terminology they're using, the non-elevated or non-designated events. Yeah. You'll get these really short prices, and then yeah, it'll be interesting to watch it develop. But anyway, how how you know from a betting perspective, um, I mean, in, ter- in terms of like seeing things for the year coming up, like yeah, it's it's hard to read into a a very wide open golf course um, that offers lots of birdies. You know, we've got the you know pl- plenty of mentions always of it being um, reminiscent of Augusta, so. You know, maybe a couple of names to remember, you know, um, in a few weeks' time. You know, Ram, Morikawa, Homa, mm. you know, as and Fina's up there as well as contenders for Augusta or potential contenders. It's, you know, it's still hard to to merge the two when it's, whatever, th- just under three months away. Yeah. Mm. One of my takeouts, having backed Victor Hovland after I'd written three sentences of my John Rahm tip, was you just look at you look at Hovland's record at Augusta and his record now at Kapalua. They're very, very similar, as in they're not great. I wonder if there's something in there about size of greens, undulating greens, uneven lies that he can't quite get his head around at the moment. And that yeah. would put that would put me off of Victor Hovland better than my, at the Masters. Right at this yeah, point, it's not. I'm not saying it's something he won't master, but right now, you just look at where he wins. I know he, you know we won't talk about the fact that he only wins outside the US. That will change at some point. But he seems to be, and he's put it in interviews that he needs smaller greens that are dead flat. Mm-hmm. So away, if he away the green, he, goes. he could, Yeah, if he misses the green, he can just plop it onto the green and just let it run to the hole. Yeah. I mean, that's plus that's the fact he's the yeah. most natural of putters, is he? I know that he's swapped to aim point and his putting is a lot better. But mm. on these severe greens with plenty of undulations, and like you say, if you miss a green, you've got some serious up and down in today. He struggles. Yeah, you need every part of that short game to be really in control. You know, the trajectory, the spin, 
the rollout and, and the imagination to feed it off the slope to the right place where the ball finally comes mm-hmm. to rest. And he doesn't have, you know, wouldn't inspire me with uh, confidence in that respect when it comes to Augusta. So he'd mm-hmm. need to have a phenomenal week in terms of tee to green and greens and regulation to to make his life easier around Augusta, which is not impossible, but no. improb- less less probable. Yeah. If you're looking at the top 10 players in the world and you're drawing up a shortlist for Augusta, you've got to cross names off the list and Victor would be one mm-hmm. that I'd cross off just for my observations of having back... You know, when you back a player, you watch them closely. Yep. Yeah. That's my observation from the week on, on Victor. Right, let's talk Sony Open. Oh, well, let's the let's talk majors as well. Um, the majors competition, we, we mentioned it last week. 2023 majors competition sponsored by Bet365. Of course... You can enter that all the way through to first tee off at Augusta National. So um, it's a one and done. All you need to do is uh, is make an entry via. You can enter via Twitter, via email. We got lots and lots of entries last week. I will put a link in the description box to our competition page where you can uh, read about the full details and how to enter. But yes, sponsored by Bet365, up to £250 cash in prizes to be won. We've got first, a second and a third prize. So uh, just bear that in mind, listeners, our 2023 majors competition. Right, Sony Open in Hawaii. I've already mentioned the favourite, Tom Kim. They play this on a completely different golf course to what we saw last week. We're now hopping islands. We're moving from Maui and we're... Into, onto the main island, Honolulu. Very tight golf course. Well, when I say tight, eh, it's not so much tight. There's plenty of width, but it's an old-style, short, 7,044 yards. It's a par 70, only two par fives. Very little undulation. Makes you wonder why, actually, um, Victor Holland doesn't play it. The greens themselves are flat. Um, they're reasonably large at 7,100 square feet. Uh, we are talking this week Tiff Dwarf Bermuda Grass Green. So slightly different from last week, which were Tiff Eagle. This Tiff Dwarf, slowly but surely, is being superseded by stuff like Champion Bermuda Grass and also the Tiff Eagle. But it's uh, yeah. they've still got Tiff Dwarf at Wildlife Country Club. Par fives here are an absolute cakewalk. Um, you need to be very strong on them to, to win this. Just as an overall, this golf course played on the number, a course average last year of 68, two shots below par for the field. That put it in the top 10 of easiest courses on the PGA Tour. It's by the coast. I wouldn't call it a coastal course, but it's, it is by the coast. Uh, greens, uh, fairways themselves, they're 34 yards wide, which for a 7,000 length golf course, they're quite wide fairways here. Often get plenty of run, especially on that closing 18th hole, the right to left dog leg, where you see balls bounding into the right hand rough. One thing I did note this week, gentlemen, when the greenkeepers... Um, PDF came through. It would appear there's a lot more rough this year. 
because they always used to quote this at two inches of rough. This yeah, year, yeah. it's being quoted at three. So three inches of, of Bermuda grass rough, which might put more of a premium on straighter driving. We'll, we, we will see. Yeah, there's never been a massive penalty, or not in recent years, has there? What, for, here missing, no. For being a bit wayward, so perhaps they've taken note of that. If they get the greens fast or the you know, firm... Not necessarily need to be light and fast, but firm, and the approaches to the greens firm. It could make for very interesting uh, watching because mm. you know hitting fairways here is not a cakewalk. So you're going to see more shots from the rough. It'd be an awful lot more interesting to watch the ball running. Yeah, approach shots from 125 to 200 yards make up 70 percent of approaches. Wildlight over recent renewals has been the easiest course for par 5 birdie or better conversion. The 9th and the 18th holds, listen to this, they yielded a whopping 62, 56 and 54 eagles across 2016 through 2018. Last year, 52 eagles and an incredible 505 birdies across the 9th and 18th par 5s. If you are not making birdie on the par fives here, you are losing shots to the to the eventual winner. That is fact. From a strokes gained perspective, um, it's one of those courses that it's it's quite an it's quite an abnormal setup here. Strokes gained off the tee of the last one, two, three, four, five, seven winners here. If we just look at the averages across the field. Strokes gained off the tee, 28th. So the average position in the field of the winner has been 28th over the last seven winners. Now that is something you rarely see on the PGA Tour. Now I know it was a short event. I know it was a small field, but that would have been that number was fourth for strokes going off the tee last week. So you haven't necessarily got to be a strong driver. Strokes gained on approach 14th, strokes gained around the green 20th, that's a lot higher than we usually see. Strokes gained tee to green 10th, which is a lot lower than we usually see, and then we get strokes gained putting 5th. So you have got to have your putting shoes on this week your putter has got to be red hot if i look at it across tournament skill averages going back to 2010 and ryan palmer good god ryan palmer you can count his wins quite uh <laughs> they're not very common driving distance 29th driving accuracy 35th greens in reg 12th proximity to hole 17th scrambling 18th putting average 6th what this tells me is that players who have an excellent short game so wedges, scrambling and putting have got just as much chance as a bomber of winning here. And actually, when you look at the um, the entry list, most of the bombers fly home from Maui, go straight back to the mainland of America. They don't stay on for the Sony Open. And you see that in the field. And you also see that in the, in the, in the winners here. Um, the thing that clearly threw every... Well, threw a lot of people last year was Hideki Matsuama, who all of a sudden putted... Yeah. <laughs> Didn't putted just... like a Brad Faxon <laughs> student of the game and gained some ridiculous amounts of strokes putting to take the title last year. So, I think he ranked 235 or something for strokes game putting on the PGA Tour going into that, into that event. Yeah, Bang. Just, just putted lights out. It's just one of those things in this game. 
players just suddenly find something for that week, the spiky week with a putter and bang. Here's the field. Here's the betting. 12 to 1 Tom Kim with one firm. 14 to 1 Sung Jae-im. So I, I, I know that I saw a little bit about this on the twist last night. I don't know if I recall the top two in the betting ever being South Korean. So Tom Kim at 12s, Sung Jae-im at 14s. Jordan Spieth has stayed on. And that tells you plenty about this course when Jordan Spieth plays this. Mm. Got a good record here. 16 to 1. The defending champion Hideki Matsuama, 18 to 1. Brian Harmon, well-backed, 22-1 to 1, with one firm. He's as short as 16s with most. 16-1 to 1 on Brian Harmon. Oh, my God. We've then got Russell Henley at 22s. Tom Hoagie, who Barry has backed, 25-1. to 1. Um, Level with Corey Connors. I don't know why he'd be backing Corey Connors on a putting contest, but he'll probably now win by seven. Billy Ho at 33s. Then we've got the likes of Taylor Montgomery. There's a putting monster, Paul. Keith yeah. Mitchell, KH Lee, Keegan Bradley, Maverick McNeely, all 35 to 1. Cam Davis, 40 to 1, with his um, Australian partner in crime, Adam Scott. 50 to 1 bar. Not the best field, but it's pretty intriguing. It's a full field event. Any thoughts? Anything about the course? Anything about some trends you've spotted? I'll hand it over to you for a couple of minutes while I have a, while I have a swig of tea. Well, I guess it's just the complete opposite of last week, isn't it, in terms of the setup? And you need to consider that. Um, there's a stat that you quoted in your preview, Steve, which was... Something along the lines of 70% of winners here um, have previously or had played the uh, the tournament of champions the week before. So having that start, um, having that, uh, you know, knocking that rust off the week before the, uh, the century or its predecessors um, isn't a bad thing. I wouldn't get overly hung up on it. And I think you made that point in your, your preview, but um, it's certainly something to consider those players that have... Uh, that had a start, no matter where they finish in the field, um, it, it can can be useful to have uh, to have knocked that little bit of rust off. But yeah, in terms of the setup, the courses are wildly different, so much shorter. Um, interesting to see if it plays tighter this week, given that uh, given the rough. Because if yeah. it is tougher, then the players are going to have to give a little bit more focus to keeping the ball in play. Um, and that will bring a few more players. You, know, you talk about Corey Connors. That that could bring a Corey Connors type into play if uh, if that is going to to be more important this week. But but yeah, ultimately the forecast isn't bad, is it? There's there's sunshine. It's it's, it's not going to be massively soft, but I don't think it's going to be stupidly firm either. So I think we're still looking somewhere in the region of twenty under to get get the uh, job done and. With only a couple of par fives, it's about scoring on those threes and fours. It's not about the par five scoring because I think everyone is going to have a chance of scoring, you know, making birdie and eagle on those par fives. So it's how you fare on the rest of the course, which really does bring the the shorter players, the the kind of the plotters, and those guys who can have a decent week with a putter uh, right to the four. I think we shall see. World rank of winners here. I always find that interesting. That's something I'm really focusing on, just as a general rule. 
I've mm. been doing this for quite a while, and I've added it to the preview, which you can uh, you can see in the uh, description box if you want to read my preview. Matsu Armour was 19, Kevin Nahr, 38. Cam Smith, 54. Now, Cam Smith was the last winner of this not to have played Kapalua, although he had played a lot of golf in Australia into December. I think there's something in that as well. Players that have remained active. Mm. Matt Kuchar, 32. Patton Kazaya, 105. He's the exception. Justin Thomas, 12. So all of the winners have been top 55 except Patton Kazaya. So you get a decent winner here. Winning scores. 23 under par for Matsuama, 21 under par for Nar. Bear in mind, this is a par 70. Cam Smith won in a tremendously windy renewal, 11 under. Kuchar, 22 under. With the weather forecast I am seeing, I don't foresee anything less than high teens winning this again this week. Yeah. There hasn't been as much rain as we saw last year here. The course was inundated before last year's renewal. There has been some significant rain in November into early December, but recently there hasn't been a lot of rain on this golf course. There's no rain in the forecast. I wouldn't be surprised, linking to what Barry said earlier, you always get far, You always get running firm fairways here. I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see, I'm not talking about Thursday morning, I might be wrong, I wouldn't be surprised to see over the weekend some releasing greens here. Doesn't mean to say, though, you still won't be able to score. Because I know Kuchar won here at 22 under and the greens were firm and fast all week. Mm. It's difficult to defend a 7,444-yard golf course with pretty light rough and no yep. wind on a coastal golf course. The only wind I'm seeing is on Sunday, which will only get to 10 to 15. Those are trade winds from the northeast. So I think it's going to be scorable. Plotters will prosper, I reckon. This field, I mean, I'm just looking at my post-it note of doom. Austin Cook, Emiliano Grillo, Russell Henley, Denny McCarthy, Adam Scott, Brendan Todd. All of those players are playing this week. It's like, they call, they should call this the Steve's post-it note of doom open. <laughs> the, the, they really the should. Also on there is Patrick Rogers, who was a late withdrawal. He's, he, he can't be asked to get on the plane and fly across to... Uh, to Honolulu for this, so at least Patrick Rogers isn't playing. Um, yeah, I've actually included one of those as my top tip. Amazingly <laughs> enough, no, I know. I, uh, I was as shocked as you. You are. I've gone Russell Henley twenty-two to one, two and a half points each way with Bet three six five. Yet again, Bet three six five are offering eight places each way via their each way extra facility. And um, I'm all over it with Varash this week. I think all of mine up on Pet Bet three six five, Bob. Um, no, I, they, I think a couple of the best prices were William Hill for you. Oh, William Hill, yes, um, that's right. Yeah. But yes, Bet three six five. Um, they were the first first bookmaker up on Monday morning. They offered eight, eight places each way on their each way extra facility immediately. I managed to scrag 22 to 1 with Bet365 on Russell Henley. I don't know if I really want to say a lot more about it. All I will say is, 
Mark Wilson, Johnson Wagner, Patton Kazaya, Matt Kujar, plus Henley himself, they've all won the Maya Cobra. They've all won the Sony Open. And Henley won the Maya Cobra in November. I wouldn't be surprised if he became a two-time Sony Open champion this week. He plays around here. just It's just insane. Mm. And I can almost potentially see a little bit of redemption with Henley. 36, 54, and 63-hole leader here last year. And he did a bit of a Colin Morocaro on Sunday night on the back nine. It didn't really surprise anybody. And lo and behold, instead of winning, Russell Henley was then in a playoff with Hideki Matsuama. And uh, I, yeah, I don't think anyone was surprised when Hideki was the overall champion. But Henley does play this course well. Uh, last week, third for driving accuracy at Plantation, third for greens in regulation, first for total accuracy. He was also sixth for strokes gained on approach. So, yeah, I'm on Russell Henley. We will see what happens, but the guy is an absolute beast around this golf course, and he did manage to get over the line to scrag his fourth PGA Tour title in November in Mayakoba. So if he gets into contention, you never know. I know that Matt Kuchar and Patton Kazaya won the Mayakoba and then won this. So it has been done fairly frequently. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see with Henley if that's kind of galvanised him from a performance on a Sunday perspective. When he, he burst onto the scene here, didn't he, when he won his... Uh, won that event here. I forget which year it was now. Five or six years ago, wasn't it? Maybe been longer than that. Um, coming straight off the uh, the, the second tier and uh, and just tearing the place up. Um, but yeah, he's, he's had a number of chances since. You know, it's not, it's not as if he doesn't win. Cause he's, the thing is, though, how do you split Sung Jae-im? I mean, he's not exactly a huge winner, is he, Sung Jae-im, at 14 to 1? Hmm. Brian Harmon at 16 to 1. He hasn't won for over, is it five years? Russell Henley, Tom Hoagie, they're all much of a cut and muchness, aren't they? Corey Connors. Well, Corey Connors has won once in his whole PGA Tour career. How do you yep. split them? Yeah. They're all perennial non winners. Well, I know it's yeah, a bit I'm harsher perhaps... on Sung Jae Billy Horschel. <sighs> Good God. Last time I put Billy Horschel up, he finished 55th. He hasn't made in a, in a no cut of doom just yet, so no, no, no. We'll, we'll see with Henley because you know, as we saw with Tony Finnell last year, players that have struggled to get over the line for a, 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 any, you know, or given the number of opportunities they have, suddenly something can flick and the confidence on a Sunday really starts to take off and the, the winds can flow. Um, and it isn't easy to get over the line, and we know that. In that Colin Morikawa is going to going to be the, the most obvious uh, reference point for that for some some time now. Uh, but um, we'll see. We'll see. 33 to 1 is my next selection. He's finished 13th, 12th and 12th here. 2012, 2020, 2022. He's also been in the top 10 four times from 10 starts at the halfway mark. Hasn't quite put it all together. I always use the predictor model to help me just shape my selections. And when I looked at it yesterday morning, Monday morning, 
This particular player ranks 10th for resorts on resort level tournaments. So what I mean by that is Birdie Fest. 10th in this field across the last five years. T9 for results on short courses. T7, uh, 7th for results on Bermuda grass greens. And 5th for results on par 70s in this field on the PGA Tour the last five years. He won the Zozo Championship at 40-1. to 1. Keegan Bradley. One and a half points each way, 33 to 1 with William Hill. Whenever, when I look at Keegan Bradley and I look at his record on courses that I think correlate with this, his name appears on a lot of them. I mean, I could even, I could even reference TPC Kuala Lumpur over in Malaysia, which again is a very short tree-lined golf course. Past, I think it was like six thousand nine hundred yards, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Keegan Bradley uh, on that golf course, and you've got the likes of Kevin Nard doing there. Don't forget, JT was a two-time winner around here. He's won this. There's a lot of golfers that play well here at the Sony that are on that CIMB Classic leaderboard. Keegan Bradley's all over it like a rash. I think he finished second there one year behind Pat Perez at like 25 under par or 27 under par. So you think to yourself, oh, Keegan Bradley can't shoot low. Yeah, he can shoot low. It's just whether the putter works. Mm. And he's become a bit of a spike putter recently. I think he was sixth for strokes game putting at um, Jackson on Bermuda grass in the fall. Tita Green game is exceptional. So, yeah. In a way, reminds me of Matsuama. Excellent tee to green game at the moment. Can he make the putter work? And on these flatter greens, I've got. I think Keegan might have a decent a decent week with the putter. So I've gone with him at thirty three to one. And another player that seems to be up in his game, another South Korean. But we took we took this particular chap at thirty five to one. We bet three six five each way extra, eight places each way. K.H. Lee. He's had 19th here in 2021. He's got two PGA Tour victories, both at the Byron Nelson, which is a true birdie shootout. And if you actually just look at his form inbound on this, top 10 last week, he was 8th um, at the QBE shootout, which they play in uh, early December. He was partnering Cor Connie, Corey Connors in that one. And he was third in the high-class short field at the CJ Cup, which Rory McIlroy won. He was also in the top five at the BMW Championship. And this is the point. Played well at the President's Cup. Just seems to have been an upshift with KH Lee. Just in his <coughs> confidence and his in, you know, just in the results in general at the top table in some pretty big tournaments, mixing it. I reckon he could come here off a pretty quiet week last week. I know he was well back. Was he ninety to one and got backed in? A lot, yeah, of, a yeah. lot of people won't fancy him this week because they took ninety to one last week and he's thirty-five to one this week. But clearly, the fields are like relative, though. Yeah, talk, you know, chalk and cheese. So yeah, I thought thirty-five to one on KH Lee, decent shout. We know he can make birdies. Across my yeah. eight-week trackers, he ranks in this field second for tee to green and fourth for putting. So you can't say he's playing poorly. No, no, one one who can often get off to a quick start as well. So uh, if he gets off to a flyer, 
I didn't reference. Hurt. I didn't reference the winning prices here. Twenty to one Matsuama, eighty to one Nar, fifty to five to one Smith, forty to one Kujar, eighty to one Kizaya, fourteen to one Thomas. Since we went to the split PGA Tour schedule, which ends next year, nine a uh, fifty to one average of this tournament, the winning odds. Mm. So that's why I've gone a bit deeper. That's why I've gone a bit deeper this week. 22 to 1 on Henley, 33 to 1 on Bradley, 35 to 1 on KH Lee. I have got a plus 50 to 1 shout. I will now pass the floor to you guys. Go, you go first, Barry. I know you said you're on Hoagie. On Hoagie, trying not to be uh, price proud because this week was, he was popping into my head for this week once, you know, seeing how he played last week. And yeah, so not too much more to say about that. I don't like that he's fired off to LA midweek to, or right now to go see a game. Mm. Um, not ideal, but look, it is what it is. Um, I mean, after Hoagie, a little bit, yeah. Just kind of pick a couple of guys who weren't particularly long off the tee, young, hungry. So I've gone for Denny McCarthy and Alex Smalley uh, both of them at 55 to 1 with the 8 places on Bet365 Isn't Smalley coming in off two top fives? Um, He's in red hot form I know that He has a fourth and a yeah two top fives now it's been a a good few weeks since he's played Mm -hmm. but he had a nice run of form there uh, coming in Missed his cut here last year, but it wasn't yeah, it wasn't a shocking miss cut. He was two under. So yeah, I can forgive that one last year. He's coming in with decent form prior to Christmas. Hopefully he picks it up hot. And then Denny McCarthy feels kind of like the slightly younger breed of these pl- younger you know, these older lads plotters who we you know mm. or we dig you know note as plotters. And this feels like the kind of uh, course that would suit him a little bit better than others. So, um, and there was times, you know, over the last last year, you know, that seeing Daniel McCarthy, you're expecting him to kick on and gets red hot, but uh, hasn't fully happened. So, waiting for waiting for that to happen. So, put a little punt on this week. I'm kind, you know, a little bit. It, because it's so early in the season and guys haven't played since before Christmas, it's hard to to really get firmly confident on anyone. So that's why I've kind of just yeah had a couple of flyers in these boys. And um, my last one was uh, David Lingmurth, who's playing nicely before the break, and mm. I took him with the extended to ten places, one seventy odds at two hundred. Yeah, he got that uh, Corn Ferry win, didn't he, back end of last year? Yeah, and just had a, had a nice run, 11th, 8th, miscut 10th in his uh, four PGA Tour starts, so hmm. can't hate it. No. Decent enough form to take a punt on that kind of price, at least. Definite plotter. Yeah. Where the hell's Kevin Kisner? That's a bit weird, isn't it? This feels like it should be... This is Kevin Kisner. He couldn't get on on the private jet. That's an extended break over the uh, festive period. He's been shooting those turkeys with Brian Harmon. (laughs) 
I doubt if I'm far away from the truth. Yeah, could well be. Um, I've only backed three this week, personally. Uh, I, I was like, I'm an honouring about Tom Kim at the top, and um, it wasn't until you sent over your revision, Steve, that said that it was going to be three-inch rough that I thought, actually, I'm going to take a chance on him here this week. Because it is the first time that he's taken a look at this course, as he is for many courses, of course. It's, uh, you know, he's, he's making his debut or has been over the last year or so on, on, on most tracks. But this guy is uh, incredible. He won the Wyndham, uh, won the Shriners. We, we often look at Tom Kim and think, well, he's, you know, he's great from tee to green, which is kind of the rationale, I think, um, if it is going to play a little bit tighter because of the rough this week. Um but when he won the Wyndham, he was 12 and a half strokes gain positive uh, for putting. That was first in the field on the Bermuda Greens there at the Wyndham. When he won the Shriners, he was third for strokes gain putting. He gained six strokes on the field that week. So the guy can putt. Don't get you know. Don't assume that he can't just because he is so good from tee to green. Last week, Kapalua. Kapalua is too long for Tom Kim. This, the Sony Open, is absolutely bang on in my view. Uh, third for strokes gain approach last week. Second for strokes gain tee to green. Um, Would he finish fifth, I think, in the end? Um, worthy favourite for me. Worthy of support. I've backed him 12 to 1, win only, just to see how we get on with it. Um, Tom Kim. Is this the weeks- same Paul Williams, Barry, that we've known over the years? He seems to have metamorphosized over Christmas. This is a guy. When he writes his own DP World Tour tips, uh, he, he will come up with any reason in the world not to back the favourite. Then all of a sudden, he's backing John Rahm at seven to one. He's now he's now backing Tom Kim, the fight two favourites on the trot at twelve to one. What is going on, yeah. Steve? I I don't know whether it's us saying don't be price proud for a year and a bit now. Maybe it's clicked, or maybe Paul bumped his head over Christmas. It's but you know, who are we to ar- who it's are like we to argue with man, Barry? He's he's got a hundred percent record in twenty twenty three. So yeah, definitely, oh, I'm not cussing it. I'm just I'm just I'm just no. making observation. Next well, week he'll be he'll be doing his own. T- oh, I don't fancy the favourite this week. He'll win by six shots. <laughs> but Abu Dhabi, yeah, I'll, I'll be kicking off with a two hundred to yeah, one I'm shot. Not, I'm not having <laughs> Matt Fitzpatrick at six to one. No, no, no. R- Rory's going to win it by about eight. <laughs> Rory's not playing, but yes. Oh, is he not? He's playing oh, in Dubai. No, no, he's- yeah, he's starting to Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how I play next week. We'll see, we'll see how Tom Kim, Kim goes this week, if it gives me confidence to... Uh, to I must say, he strategy. was my... I mean, I said this to you last week, Paul, in the middle of the week. If Tom Kim plays, he's he would be number one on my list. And I just... Uh, personally, I, I, couldn't take the, I couldn't take the price. But yes, I mean, you just go through all the attributes you need here. Tom Kim, you're the rightful favourite. Mm. Can't disagree. Yeah. No, no, I think he's got, you know, at 12 to 1, um, yeah, it's, it's not an each way pump for me. It's, if, if he wins, he wins. If he doesn't, then mm. uh, hopefully one of the each way chances that I've picked gets into the places. And of course, you guys have got some each way shots as well. Adam Spenson, I've backed, 75 to 1. Mm. Um, we talked about the trends, 70% or thereabouts. Winners have played the um, century. He played last week, didn't do a great deal. Um, he did close. Um, with four out of the five hole, last five holes as birdies. So a little bit of momentum coming into this. He um, also won a full series event at the back end of last year, which is a positive if you look at some of the recent winners of this as well. So uh, w- worth considering players who have won 
a full series event the, the, the you know in the the autumn before yeah um he won the RSM that was after a slow start 64 62 64 over the final three rounds to win the RSM classic another short coastal uh, Bermuda grass green affair that the RSM so um I do like a little bit of correlation between that um 43rd here in 2019 on his debut. He opened with the 61. He was first round leader here on debut back in 2019. Seventh here last year, 75 to 1. That was with eight places each way. Happy to take that as an each way shot. Also happy to take Kevin Yu, Chun An Yu. Kevin Yu, 200 to 1. I backed him eight places each way. Now he's a debutant, and I know the debutants um, haven't got the best of records in terms of winning, but um, at 200 to 1, I will take a place if that's how it's going to manifest itself. Um, he earned his card through the Corn Ferry Tour this or for this season, a couple of runner-up finishes and a third last year on the Corn Ferry. When you look at his best efforts on the PGA Tour, though, Puerto Rico Open, seventh last year, Bermuda Championship, third um, in the full series, both from coastal affairs. So, you know, perhaps he does pull out his best golf potentially um, when he's when he's near the coast. We shall see. His long game's in decent shape. Uh, fifth for strokes gained off the tee for the season to date. Fifteenth for strokes gained tee to green. And you talk about players who've been in action um, relatively late into the year. He was the only player in this field who played as late as the events finishing um, on Christmas Day. And um, that was over on the Asian Development Tour. He finished eighth at the Taifong Open. And uh, perhaps he can take that form. You know, that, that's that's less relevant form, of course, but it's uh, at least it shows he was still active. Third at the Bermuda Championship is more relevant at this kind of level, I think, over the last few months. So, yeah, we'll see how he goes. Kevin Yu, Chunan Yu, depends who you're betting with as to how he's described, 200 to 1. Adam Svensson and Tom Kim for me. That Just Kevin Yu, he's absolutely exceptional, isn't he? With is it with his approach play? Yeah, Tita Green's really good, really good. His his long game um, is, you know, if if you look at his stats, then um, putting is generally uh, slightly leg- negative um, from a strokes game perspective. But that's you know testament to how well he's hitting the ball from tee to green mm. he makes most of his strokes up from that that perspective so um you go, go into a new course where you're going to need to keep it in play um to, to to contend on debut i think um without knowing the nuances of that particular course um i think he could sneak into the top eight yeah let's hope so definitely I like some of those names you two have um, gone through. Now, I'm going with an, an old podcast favourite. I didn't realise until um, six something or other this morning that this guy has changed clubs, which I don't like. Um, we don't know the extent of that. Bearing in mind, he's a puma. He's worn puma for years, and he's swapped to Is Cobra, Cobra Puma. Cobra. Yeah, and Cobra and Puma are together, Steve, so I wouldn't get too stressed. He's probably tinkered with their clubs over the, yeah. the time. And you don't know. He might have snuck those new clubs into his bag when he finished ninth at Houston last time, over in late November. Who knows how this stuff works? But all I do know is that on his last event in Houston, he finished ninth. He was 14th for greens in regulation, 7th for total driving, 6th for ball striking. That is far more like 
this individual. 10th for approach, 10th for tee to green. And when you look at how he starts the season going back in his career, I'm going back to 2014, his history in season openers or yearly openers reads 13th, 3rd, 13th, 6th, 7th, 2nd, 7th. All of those results were in Hawaii. They were either at Plantation or here at the Sony Open. Now, if he's got a little bit of momentum from that top 10, he was I think he was fourth going into Sunday, which was the first time since the Florida swing that he'd been really in sort of the heat of battle. Although Tony Finau was plenty of shots clear. But anyway, he was up there. At the, you know, the old heart was pounding. He was feeling those competitive juices. He's won in Nevada, Arizona and California. Three of his four PGA Tour victories. He's the 2019 US Open champion at Pebble Beach. Gary Woodland. I took him at 55 to 1, eight places each way with William Hill. Let's see how he goes. I just get a feeling with Gary. A lot of it has been injury, and then there's the, you know, players like him and Ricky, and we've seen it over the years, players that get in a funk. You just get the feeling with Gary, something good is going to happen in 2023. And if it's going to happen, it's very likely to happen on the West Coast where he plays his best golf or in Florida. He's a decent Florida golf course player as well. Now, I'm not suggesting Gary Woodland marches into the US Ryder Cup team and wins a major and this, that and the other. But I get the feeling that a better Gary Woodland is going to arrive in 2023. Mm. Yeah, certainly some signs of it at the Houston Open, weren't there? Back yeah, there's year. bits and bobs, aren't there? He was never the most prestigious in terms of converting winning chances. He was a bit Matt Kuchar-ish, wasn't he? He'd, he'd need to be like in contention, t- contention on six tournaments in a row and eventually he'd win. <laughs> yeah. A bit yeah, like Ricky Fowler. <laughs> I wonder what Ricky's going to be priced up at next week at the um, American Express, because Ricky's on a roll. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the bookmakers price Ricky up at. But yeah, Woodland fifty-five to one. I just thought with that record, he's got you know he's played very nicely here. Third, thirteenth, sixth, seventh, and again you look at Gary Woodland. Just look at the raw numbers. For me, he plays shorter golf courses better than he does medium and longer length courses, and he can shoot lights out. Again, another player that's got an excellent record at that TPC Kuala Lumpur I've referenced. Yeah. Just picks his way around a golf course, clubs it down, plenty of power, excellent approach, consistent approach, makes enough putts. So, yeah, those are my four. Gary Woodland, K.H. Lee, Keegan Bradley, Russell Henley. <laughs> Perhaps he'll redeem himself this week, Stephen. You'll be able to take him off of that uh, post-it note forever. I can't say. Anything. I think getting getting tenure off the post-it note is a very hard thing to achieve. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, now, you know, if if someone like a no one tips him up, no one mentions him, and all of a sudden Billy Horschel shooting like thirty under par. Mm. The week that absolutely nobody's on him. Very similar to what happened last year when he won the Memorial. 
He's that sort, isn't he, Billy Ho? But yeah, you've got to say, this tournament is absolutely wide open. It's yep. just a wide open betting heat. You could make cases for lots and lots and lots of players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, always the way at the start of the season, start of the year, rather. Mm. Next week, we move to California for the American Express, the first 2023 tournament on the mainland of America. You, I believe, have got Abu Dhabi, the start of the DP World Tour. Is that correct? Yeah, we have, yeah. Have you Decent got any idea field. on the field? Yeah, uh, Sepp Stracker's playing, apparently. Sepp Stracker. Um, Sepp Stracker. Uh, Westwood, Molinari, uh, Fleetwood, Lowry, Patrick Reed, apparently. Tyrrell Hatton. Um, yeah, decent enough to start. Rolex Series event, of course. So um, there's some relatively big bucks available for the players. So um, Sepp is clearly throwing his hat in the ring for the Ryder Cup. Yeah. He's yeah. going to do his minimum DP World Tour requirement. Yep. Shows a uh, shows a level of um, I don't know, not expectation, I guess, from his side, but desire to uh, to push forward, and so so he should be from the position he's in, um, you know, and, and what he's shown he's capable of doing, um, he should be having a good crack at it, I think. So yeah, all for it. I think that's us done, chaps. Anything else to add? No, all good, all good. Don't forget, listeners, our twenty twenty three. Sponsored by Bet365 Majors Competition. Don't forget about all of our statistics, our predictor models. There's the beta model that you can play with, the new predictor model that we're testing. Loads and loads of content at Golf Betting System. Thanks for your time, Barry. Thanks for your time, Paul. Yep, best of luck, guys. Cheers, boys. Good luck. Best of luck to you. We'll be back next week with the Golf Betting System podcast. Goodbye. If you like betting on golf, but everyone that you back misses the cut Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting system is the 